0: It was a dark and stormy night and the swearwolves were talking about ghost movies.
1: werewolves horror podcast the podcast that discusses all things horror i'm brett i'm david i'm alan and this week gentlemen we're talking about ghosts uh spirits specters demons perhaps phantasms souls ghost movies we're going to talk about three uh ghost movies as we do we usually discuss two or three movies uh we picked three movies that were Somewhat favorites or iconic movies, but there's a shit ton of movies yeah. about ghosts. We, we could yeah, do a so, number of episodes. There's so yeah. many movies about ghosts. Um, like Ghost, Ghost Dad, <laughs> ghost, ghost Dad. <laughs> dad with oh Bill man, Carsby. I forgot oh about God. Ghost Dad. That movie was awful. Wow. Yeah, he deserves it. I think I saw that movie at a drive-in. Whoa. <laughs> just terrible. That and Leonard Part Six. I bet. <laughs> I bet six. he'd love to be a Ghost Dad now. Yeah, he'd love. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze uh, what was the other movie that I brought up with Robert Downey Jr oh, Heart and Souls Heart and Souls I liked I, that I movie too. that's a cute movie <laughs> it is um, but yeah so a movie that I saw when I was a kid like probably right when it was released on beta um, was Poltergeist and I am going to take the approach of this movie from It came out in 1982. I probably saw it right around there. I was like five or six. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take the approach of reviewing this movie from five or six-year-old Brett. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Because 41-year-old Brett probably has a different opinion of this. Mm. Um, But five or six-year-old Brett saw this movie. And uh, I was scared shitless Mm. when I saw this movie as a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it follows the story of a family who moves into a new suburban development. Yeah. Uh, house, and uh, who is it? Craig T. Nelson. Yep. Joe Beth Williams. Joe Beth yeah. Williams are the mom, or the dad and mom. Then you then they have three kids. They have a teenage daughter, and then uh, a little son, and a, and the youngest daughter. Yeah. yeah. Dana Robbie and Carol Ann. Carol Ann. And Carol Ann. Carol Ann. She she can talk to the TV. Yeah. Um, no, some weird shit starts happening in the house. Um, the chairs stack up yeah. by themselves mm-hmm. in the in the kitchen. Yeah.
2: Um mostly subtle things. Yeah. Joe Beth. At Wa- first. Yeah. yeah. Joe
1: jo Beth Williams discovers that she can place Carol Ann on one side of the kitchen and she'll slide across and she thinks it's like a neat trick. <laughs> she yeah. shows when she shows Craig T. Nelson,
0: he's like. Huh. huh. It's yeah. like you have to try it. And he's like, nope. No, uh, I'm okay. Nope. <laughs> namaste.
1: N- yep. N- namaste right here. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um so Carol Ann hears can hear her voices. Um, like talking yeah, to, to, to the her the through TV. the TV, through the static on the TV, which we don't get much anymore these days. It's funny because Yeah, yeah, like, like the snow on yeah, the TV. Back then, like at a certain point in time, the TV would shut off. They'd play the national anthem, and then the TV would go to static. Yeah, You have 24 hours of TV now, Yeah, uh, Yeah. even on the local channels, uh, whether it's paid programming or whatever it is, in the overnight. Mm -hmm. Back then, though, I remember I had a TV in my room uh, when I was young, and I would watch it to go to sleep, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and I wish I had the clapper because I have to get up and shut the TV (laughs) off. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, because once once it went to snow, it was really bright. Yep, and then I'd wake up, and I'd turn it off, and then I'd be up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in that snow, she hears voices and she starts talking to TV and, -hmm. and says the most infamous line. Oh, the, they're here. Yeah, (laughs)
0: But yeah, as she's talking, she's like, "Uh uh-huh. Five. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) It's just creepy. It's like, what's your parents' credit card number? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Social security number. (laughs) I don't know. What's the last be, digit that'd of your be an mom's chin? Twist that the the poltergeist was just committing uh, identity theft. Yeah. <laughs> it was it. really just a neighbor with yeah. a ham radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Nigerian prince wanted oh, <laughs> yeah. a scam.
2: The eighties were. <laughs> there was a lot of scams going on. And a lot <laughs> of people were gullible. So. There you go. Mm-hmm. It could yeah. be. Um, I should <laughs> I
1: should bring up the fact. Uh, I did say this movie was made in 1982. It was directed by um, Toby Hooper. Written by Steven Spielberg. Or another... was it? Yeah,
0: and there's a, yeah, a
1: lot of controversy around yeah. that. So Spielberg had a deal with Universal yeah, that he would only be directing, he'd commit himself to E.T. Right. Yep. And he couldn't direct another film during this. So he hired Toby Hooper to be his beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh,
0: my understanding is Spielberg was on set every day. Um, yeah. And was... To be
1: fair, as producer and writer... He would be on set, yeah, nearly yeah. every day.
0: But I, I, I under, my understanding is he was giving direction, <laughs> and yeah,
2: <laughs> I think the cast members recall as well that it was Spielberg
1: who was doing a lot of the Let, direction. Let's not disparage Toby Hooper because he, Toby home. Hooper, gets a lot of credit
0: too, and, and, yeah. and a lot of cast members have also defended like his involvement, and he yeah. was it wasn't the Steven Spielberg show. Like it, Hooper was still doing plenty,
1: and some people have said like. Oh, Toby Hooper—he couldn't have handled a film like that. But if you look at *Life Force*, *Life Force* is, awesome. which is another movie that Toby Hooper did direct solely. Yeah. There are elements of that that you can kind of see, yeah. maybe a little yeah. bit of. Um, but Spielberg did have a big influence on this movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: and and I think the screenplay uh, is the most obvious. Like that is a very Spielbergy type movie. And even yeah. like the way the, the kids' bedrooms look is very Spielbergy. Yeah. Like I had those, uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, bed sheets that Robbie has <laughs> in, the, in the movie. And he's playing with
1: a Han Solo gun. Yeah. Well, you know, cause Spielberg and George Lucas yeah. were like yeah. best friends and, uh, Spielberg, even an ET acknowledges, uh, Empire Strikes Back cause he has yeah. the, the Yoda. They're oh, buddies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, But do you know that the script was first conceived as a sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind?
0: I did not know that. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it was first conceived as like a dark kind of sequel to Close Encounters. Um, You can kind of see that because if you look at Close Encounters, there's the little boy um, who has a big role uh, with the aliens and Carol Ann. And and Spielberg does have a lot of um, movies and not in a creepy way. A lot of movies that touch on kids yeah um and their their involvement in stuff so whether you're looking at e t or close encounters or this movie um the kids are the central focus yeah and he's got a good eye for picking kids um that are for
0: lack of a better word not annoying yeah. uh, he, and I think some of that is goes to his gifts as a writer also is like the kids in his movies never bother me
1: yeah uh no I think the brother in this movie is a little annoying but <laughs> That's just me. But yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, Heather O'Rourke, who plays Carol Ann in um, the, this movie and the subsequent sequels, um, she passed away when she was 12. Um, but uh, she was a good actress. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was also in Happy Days. Oh, really? Did you guys mm-hmm. know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Towards the end of Happy Days when Fonzie became like the main character. Yeah. And they needed a little kid like they do in sitcoms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was the Urkel. <laughs> she, was, she was more of the... Uh, well, let's see. Yeah, sure. She was an uncle. Um, but this movie was rated PG because this was before the PG-13 right. movie yeah. had come out. If I would have seen, well, I did see this movie <laughs> um, as a kid, uh, and it scared the shit out of me. Me too. Oh, and yeah. there was a lot of grotesque things in there. So let me talk about some stuff real quick. So Carol Ann, uh, she talks to the TV. Uh, the Nigerian prince is asking her for the social security <laughs> number. She doesn't know it. Um, so these, uh, ghosts, if you will, uh, kind of play a little bit of a trick. They want to kidnap Carol Ann and take her to the other side. And so what th- they do is they have a little bit of a diversion go right. on. Yeah. The tree comes to life that, uh, the, the boy, what's his name?
0: Robbie. Yeah. He's afraid of the tree. It's a creepy looking tree. It's a creepy old <laughs>
1: tree. And And Craig T Nelson's like, Oh, we got this house because it had the creepy old tree.
0: Yeah, and it looks over us and protects us. <laughs> yeah,
1: but then the tree reaches through and eats Robbie. Yep. <laughs> Which was one of the scariest things I remember from the movie when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah,
0: and the kid's screaming. He's like, oh, my
1: God. Yeah, and so while they're trying to rescue Robbie from getting eaten by the tree, uh, Carol Ann gets sucked through the portal that's in her closet. Yep. Yeah. Um, they Robbie. did created a diversion. And yep. they can hear her uh,
0: through the TV. mommy. Yeah. Mommy, mommy.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Can't see you, mommy. Come towards
1: me, Yeah, it, it had a
2: it had a fantasy element to yeah. it as well. Almost oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and then there's also the creepy uh, clown doll. Yeah, <laughs> like who bought them that? Oh, like Some they asshole. have all this cool Uncle, stuff Uncle. in their rooms, yeah. and then they got that a fucking clown. clown. <laughs>
1: so they hire. They don't know where Caroline is. They hire a group of like paranormal investigators Yeah, from in the university.
0: Over. They don't want to involve the police or the media, right? Yeah.
1: So these paranormal investigators come over, and they're kind of camping at the house. Um, and then the the, the, the <laughs> fucked up, the most fucked up thing when I was a kid was the ki- guy who gets up in the middle of the night, and he wants a snack. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and there's the raw meat on the table, and the raw meat just starts moving on its own. It doesn't have maggots yeah, in and it. Then like, mm. Yeah, maggots are coming out of it. And then he goes to the bathroom to like to wash barf. his face. Yeah. And... He rips his face
2: off. Yeah. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, that scared me as a kid. Yeah. This movie had a really good mix of practical effects. Um, I think some of the special effects look a little dated. But for the time... Oh, yeah. Well, for the early, time, we didn't really see anything like that. It, and it's early ILM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's early... Um. And it was the same stuff. It was the same guys. It was the same Lucas guys too. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah they did some really cool stuff with like all the stuff flying around the room. Yeah, um, and I really like when the investigators first show up. Um, they kind of they're telling a little bit about their background, and the right. one guy's like, "Oh, you know, I once filmed a, a kid's toy race car." Uh, Go move seven feet by itself. Yeah, I've got it all on time-lapsed camera because it took like hours to to complete. And Craig T. Nelson's kind of like, huh, "That's cute. Let me show you something." And then yeah, <laughs> they open the bedroom door and like there's dolls just flying around the bed, and the, and bed, yeah. and the yeah. bed is like moving, spinning, spinning and spinning yeah. around.
1: And then like the the coffee pot moves across the table right in front of them. Oh yeah,
0: they're just like, "Well, it might.
1: It's going to take a little bit of time for us to determine if the Zip house is actually yeah. haunted." Whoop. <laughs> um, so, but they soon discover that they're out of their league on this yeah. Yeah. they don't know how to handle this. You know, the Ghostbusters, they are not. Yeah, um, one of
0: the guy the guy that rips his face off, he doesn't come back. Uh but the lead investigator she's like, I'm coming back, but he's not.
1: So they <laughs> they call in um the shortest woman. Zilda Rubenstein. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P She's um, like
0: a medium, right? Yeah.
1: Well she's a she's a small, but yeah, she's a yeah, yeah. little little person. Yeah. A small medium. Yeah. Okay. Bad joke. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, she tells him this house is haunted. Yeah, yeah,
0: and Craig T. Nelson's skeptical. He's like, she's not a real psychic, and she asks him a question from upstairs, and he just concentrates. And the wife's like, answer him, and he's like, I did. Uh, and he's like, and she didn't. Like get it like and then she walks out and she's like, I just don't like trick
1: answers. Oh, <laughs>
0: like, I heard you.
1: Yeah. She's got that cool accent, that yeah. cool voice. She was so perfect for that role, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, But she basically guides them into, you know, telling them that there's this dark creature does she called? The beast. Yeah. The beast. That has to Carol Ann. it is the beast. Yeah. So what does that mean to you guys? Is it the beast like, six, 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 the number <laughs> of the beast? Is it <laughs> Satan. Is it Satan
0: or is it just? No, I think it's just like a, a malevolent spirit yeah. that just has bad intentions. Well, that we spirit. do
1: find out maybe why. Yep. Mm. Because the house, and Craig T. Nelson works for the company, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a realtor. Yeah. I believe the houses are built on an old burial ground. Uh oh.
0: Yeah, and earlier in the film, his boss um, tells him, uh, "Hey, like we're gonna plan this new development. You're my best guy. Uh, I want you. Uh, I want to put you up in this in a nice new house. Because uh, Craig T Nelson's been missing a lot of work because of what's going on. So his boss thinks that he's quitting or he's trying to find another job." Um, But there's like a cemetery and he's like, ah, no big deal. It's not like we haven't done it before. And he's kind of like, huh? And he's like, oh yeah, the area you live in. He's like, but you know, we moved all the bodies and the headstones and you know, just relocated it Mm. and horse
1: shit. They did because the pool. Yep. (laughs) There's skeletons in there.
2: Now something about that pool scene, do you guys think those are real skeletons? They are real skeletons. Yeah,
1: yeah, and supposedly there's there was some debate about it. That's why there's the quote unquote curse, curse. of the movie yeah. is that they used real skeletons. Yeah, so they say there's a curse because uh, the teenage daughter, the actress who played the teenage daughter, died the same murdered. year. She yeah. was murdered by her her um, ex boyfriend. I think right before, either right before or right after the movie came out. Yeah, it was the same year, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And um, she was strangled to death. Yeah. Obviously, I'd said Heather O'Rourke died a few years later. And some Sorry. other actors from some of the sequels, too. Yeah, yeah. and some of the other actors, like yeah. had cancer or whatever. I, I don't believe in the curse, but <laughs> yeah. It's just... No whatever spielberg's living it up though yeah <laughs> yeah but we find out that um the craig co- t nelson all... he became a coach <laughs> yeah he's like yes. he's,
0: he's cursed to be a coach dun, 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 dun. That was a good show i like
2: coach jerry van dyke yeah when i saw poltergeist i yeah. i knew of craig t nelson as the coach so i'd seen coach yeah but at the time the movie was released he was relatively unknown yeah but it wasn't until years later when I saw poltergeist, like, oh, that's the coach. That's coach, <laughs> oh, no, he's a family. Oh yeah. crap, there's bad things happening to him? <laughs> yeah, and transition from the real estate industry to <laughs> coaching college football, like, yeah, yeah. good for him.
0: Uh, but we find out that uh, the company did not move the bodies. The, the bodies. Dur, dur, dur. Yep. And there's a great scene where Craig T. Nelson like calls him out. And He's like. You son of a bitch, you moved the bodies. No, you you you, moved moved the the headstones. Yeah, you didn't move the bodies. You only moved the headstones.
1: Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, so they have to, so Jo Beth Williams, uh, the the medium says to her, look, you're the only one that she'll listen to. You're the only one that she can hear because a a mom is the closest thing to the child. And so she kind of like straps a rope around her waist <laughs> and goes through the portal. Yeah. And uh, they're going to, she's going to grab her and they're going to pull her back through. Yep.
0: And did you notice that uh, there's a scene uh, before that happens where the, the paranormal investigator is talking to the, the family and they're all kind of whisper talking <laughs> and the boy makes a comment like, what if you tied a rope around me? And like, I went and I got her and like, and I like that that's basically what they end up doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so uh, they do that, They um, and she goes through. She grabs her. We got this big old puppet yeah. of a demon. That mm. looks really cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, the beast, yeah, when it pops
1: out. Yeah, yeah. and Craig T. Nelson just screams. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Because that's what you would do. Um, so how does this film hold up for you guys? All right, so looking f- through the lens of a six-year-old boy, Yeah. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Looking through the lens of a 41-year-old man, the special effects, like you said, are mediocre at best. Yeah. When the guy rips off his face, I'm like, that Come one's cool. On. I like that though. I I think the price is a It's hands. very obvious I, that I, those yeah. aren't his hands. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, but that's okay. I, I like how that was practical, you know. Yeah. But the, the like the tornado. The tornado. Look bad. It looks really that, bad. Yeah, yeah. Some of the other things do not hold up for me. But what yeah. do you think, Brett? What what are you gonna rate it?
1: I'm going to rate this. Mm-hmm. Two and a half. Two and a half. Whoa. Two and a half heads. Ah. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, The story is a little... We're going to talk about another movie here in a second. um, But uh, Amityville Horror came out before this. Right. And I would say... We're not going to talk about Amityville Horror here. But I would say Amityville Horror is a better haunted house movie. Okay. And this was done... It was good. Mm -hmm. And it was good. Spielberg does a good job. The kids do a good job. But through nowadays standards. And if I'm going to look at this, um, I got to go two and a half. Okay. I mean, see it, definitely watch yeah. it. But, uh, is it a classic? Mm.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, let's, what do you got to say, Dave? What do you think? Oh man, this is
0: going to be fun. Um, so I really struggled on the rating of this one. Um, I really like this movie. I've liked it, uh, since the first time I saw it, which I was a little kid and, and it scared the crap out of me. Uh uh-huh. Um, and then watching it again, and also you know viewing it from the lens of when the movie was created, so I'm not going to critique the special effects too much because I think for the time yeah, sure, they came sure. out, they were pretty good. Sure. Um, I rated this movie five. Five. Oh wow! Because Shit. I couldn't okay. think of any reason not to. Um, this I think the script is good. I think the performances are good. I think it's scary. It's creepy. Um, Jerry Goldsmith's uh, score is fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just. Do re- you really think it's, a, it's scary? I do. Um, you know, as an adult, it doesn't scare me as much as it did, but like if I were in, you know, putting myself in the shoes of the characters, like, oh my, yeah, that would be terrifying. Okay. So, so I almost went four and a half, but I was like, I don't really even, I don't you know. You couldn't find anything I don't know wrong where with it. Yeah. I don't see a, a reason okay. to deduct it. That said, is this my favorite horror movie? It isn't. There, you know, I've rated other movies four or four and a half that I actually like more than Poltergeist. Um, but I think it's, uh, for what it is, it's. Pretty perfect. So it,
1: you're saying it's a five for a children's movie. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> so this is a kid's movie. A little bit. Because you're saying... I mean, it's, as it's rated a, PG. It's for a uh, PG rated horror movie, like... Okay. Yeah. But as an adult, do you think this is a five? No. Yeah, I mean, if
0: I'm going to like view it through that lens and you know look at the special effects now they've dated then it's not probably- even
1: just special effects wise but you're saying as an adult the story and everything if this movie came out today you would be like okay this is this is a great movie yeah it's still this a is a perfect movie.
2: movie i don't know you're you're giving it a five <laughs> because of its, well, le- they- its legacy it's it's a classic yeah it- well and
0: they did remake it uh which yeah. i
2: haven't seen uh, i've heard uh, it and right. i heard it's terrible yeah, is I, it? don't oh, see, okay. I don't want to see i don't want to see a remake of it yeah no So, um, my all-time rating, Mm -hmm. I give it three and a half. Um, It doesn't hold up for me. I respect what it did at the time. Uh, But, you know, like I said about about those effects, um, it doesn't bother me too much. But, you know, they are a little dated. It's not my go-to movie as far as Haunted House style movies it's it's not the one that i go to but the performances are great um i enjoy the practical effects i'm just not a fan of the spielberg touch um a lot of the fantasy elements you know i like fantasy movies but i don't like when they blend into something to where you know i want to have a good scare I, i don't like when they get mixed i like realism in my ghost stories so, well, no. Sorry. Well, I, don't mean to laugh. I know. I know what you mean. We're gonna talk about some other films yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah, have, yeah. I think, have a little more realism. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like to be able to watch something and feel like there's a realistic element to it. This one has that Spielberg touch, you know, where you see the beast coming out and things like that. And it's, uh, but I give it three and a half. It's it's still good. Um but I could see a lot of people who watch it today may find that, you know, it's a little dated, but three and a half. I think it's solid.
1: The thing that I'll say about this is Spielberg directed one of the greatest films of all time in Jaws. Also a horror movie. That movie still holds up to this day. Absolutely. It was yeah. made roughly roughly yeah almost 10 years prior to this yeah movie being made and it is so good yeah that when you say poltergeist it's like okay that movie's good but it's not as good as like a jaws movie it doesn't yeah, age well i agree it um it's not as good as et et which came out the same year um not a horror movie but still is just as good today as it was back then yeah so this movie, although it's good, I can't, I can't say that it's. I definitely couldn't say it's a five, three and a half. Okay, maybe it's a three for me. Uh, maybe I have to be a little. Well, you had it at two and a half, right? I had it at two and a half just because I don't necessarily, um, from from a kid's perspective, yes. But but if I'm gonna rate this as a kid, then it's a kid's movie. <laughs> I would have
2: loved to have seen uh, a Toby Hooper. Poltergeist, a true Leatherface
1: comes out and he's all right. oh, who knows? <laughs> you know, uh,
2: but it, you know, you can see Steel, but Steven that's what, Spielberg all over this. But that's and why
1: I was saying Amityville Horror yeah. is probably a better haunted house movie. I would. No? You don't agree? Wait, with what? <laughs> Sorry? You're not listening to me. <laughs> I said Amityville Horror is yeah. a better haunted house. Uh, movie. I
0: haven't seen Amityville in a long time. It, yeah, I, yeah,
2: I don't remember really very well. Okay. Yeah, for its time, I think I think you know Poltergeist, and then it gave was pretty two s-
1: shitty sequels. Also, yeah, Poltergeist that, two, that Poltergeist true. three. For its That's time, true.
2: Poltergeist was pretty solid, but yeah, yeah there's others I prefer. I would agree with you, Brett. That, All you know, right, so
1: overall, it, it looks like we're about three and a half is what Alan gave it. Yeah, you're five, I could be,
2: I could
0: be peer pressured into knocking
1: uh, like a half down, but
0: it's... <laughs> no, don't, no, hold your ground. Hold no, your you're ground. committed now. All hold right. your ground.
1: It's on, it's on... It's in the universe. digital. Yeah. <laughs> digital yeah. tape. Just a little too much Spielberg for me. Okay. So it's a good movie, though. I don't want anybody to think that I don't like the movie. Two and a half for me is, is a that's pretty good. That's see it. Yeah. yeah. That's the see it. Yeah. Um, uh, but a movie that I actually like better. And it it could almost be a. We're going to do an episode on underrated films. And I think this next movie could almost be in the underrated category. Um, came out in 1996. Yep. Uh, Peter Jackson. Written and directed film called The Frighteners. Is this his first one? No. No. No, it's an no, early no, no, one. No, no, He's done bad taste. Oh, he did a bad taste. Dead that's alive, right. Dead alive. Okay, that's right. That's Meet right. the Feebles. I believe that's, he yeah. was involved in the mat, wasn't he? Okay. Yeah, he the was Muppets, uh, kind of thing. Um, no, but this was like, this was like a big deal, like studio film for him. Yeah, big budget. Yeah. Well, this was his first big one, wasn't it? So yeah, this was his first. Like, I mean, it was a studio film. Um, he had right before this, he had done a movie called Heavenly Creatures. Okay uh, With uh, Kate Winslet was in it Before she was Kate Winslet um, <laughs> But this was his first film with a big star And I believe it was yeah. his first like American film Yeah American yeah. finance film right. Yeah
0: and while this movie was in post production He was negotiating uh, Lord uh, doing the first Lord of the Rings film Wow Okay. That early on? Yep. 96. Yeah. Because he had all these computers to do the visual effects, because this was still pretty, you know, in the early days of CG. Right. And he had all these computers, and he was like, what the hell am I going to do with all these computers? And then he's like, I don't want to get rid of them. I, you know, and then he got thinking, what kind of movie could I do, like a fantasy type film that would need really cool special effects? And if I had the resources to do it, which I have now, what would I want to do? And he's like, Lord of the Rings would be cool.
1: Yeah. Well, this movie relied heavily on computer generated yeah. images. However, um, his company was in its infancy mm. uh, with this, and they had to call in ILM to finish up some of the stuff because they were ah, they weren't okay. able they weren't able to do it all, yeah. um, Like they wanted to, and so to hit the timeline, they had to get some help. But sub subsequently, yeah, they've gone on to do some of the better special oh, yeah. effects for uh, sure in movies. Um, the Frighteners, though. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox saw Heavenly Creatures, loved it. And this ended up being Michael J. Fox's last starring film. Him. Yep. Yeah. Um, starring role in yeah. a film. Um, because uh, in the early 90s, he had found out he had Parkinson's. Um, he didn't come out and say to anybody he had Parkinson's until yeah, he got like diagnosed, 99.
0: I think, while they were filming Back to the Future 3, I think, right?
1: Uh, no, they were filming Doc Hollywood. Oh, okay. Doc Hollywood. <laughs> I, I heard an interview with him one time and they were filming. Actually, I read his book. Um, they were filming Doc Hollywood, and uh, his thumb kept twitching, ah, and he okay. didn't know why, and so he ended up going to the doctor and finding out. Anyway, I digress. Michael J. Fox is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I love his acting, and I, I do feel bad that he um, had has to obviously have the yeah. disease that he has, but he's still really good. He was on an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm.
3: Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> <than that>. Hilarious. <laughs> playing himself yeah,
1: and he would just blame everything on his Parkinson's yeah, it, was, it was great <laughs> he gave Larry David a soda and he opens it up and it sprays all over and yeah. he's like you shook this up and he's like it's the Parkinson's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway he's got a good sense of humor and he's a great actor uh, but anyway it follows this guy who's um, um, another small medium right Yeah. because yeah. Michael J. Fox is notoriously short he um, makes money off of it yeah so he's kind of a con man yeah um so the basic yeah. story is this: Michael J. Fox's character and his wife were in a car accident. Mm-hmm. His wife dies. Yeah, he lives, but he dies, like really briefly, doesn't he? Like
0: his a like a near a death, near-death death experience. experience, near death. Yeah, and yeah, and as a result, now he can see he can see ghosts and communicate yeah. with the dead.
1: Yeah, and he befriends a couple of ghosts. Yeah. um a guy who's like a 70s type mobster and uh like 1950s like nerdy guy yeah and yeah. then like this old western old cowboy <laughs> the judge the, the judge. judge they call him the judge. John Astin. John Aston yeah. yeah um and they uh they kind of do yeah. ghostly stuff for him
0: yeah, they're running a scam where they yeah. they haunt people's houses and then he comes out and and fixes it makes the ghost go away and people yeah. give him money. Yeah. Yep. He's basically a Nigerian prince. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so he's been doing that for a while. Um a, a new couple moves into a house and he pulls the scam on them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and meanwhile while this is going on the town's kind of having a rash of people mysteriously dying of heart attacks. Right. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. And he'll go around to these funerals and he'll pass out his card. Yeah, yeah. And he's he no shame. Yeah, he gets kind of caught as being a con man yeah. uh, and labeled the town con man. Yeah. yeah. And the new the couple that he helped, you know, before the husband's kind of a jerk off. Yeah. Um, yeah. The husband ends up getting killed. Yeah, or dying had, of he a, heart a heart attack. attack. Dying. Dies of a heart attack. And he goes to Michael J. Fox's character, and he's like, I. What's going on, you know, what's happening to me. And Michael J. Fox discovers that he um he felt like this squeeze on his heart. Yeah. Before he died. Yeah. Also another thing, he when he when he sees people, and I know I'm probably jumping around here, but Michael J. Fox can see them and they have numbers they have carved numbers. into their forehead. Yeah. 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 And yeah. they're sequential. And at
2: first we don't know why.
1: Yeah, no the first numbers. one we see is 14.
0: I yeah. think is the first number
2: that yeah,
0: and and each with each, passing, and he thinks his ghost buddies did it at first. And he's like, "Hey, which one of you assholes put the number on the guy's forehead?" Right, that, that was not funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. And with each death, the numbers obviously sequentially. So fourteen means that's the next person to die. Fourteen, and if he sees fifteen, they're the next person to die, right. and so forth. Right. He sees death, the Grim Reaper, yeah, looking guy, and or he goes, so it seems. So it seems. <coughs> There's another backstory to this, though, too. Yeah. There was a murderer back in... The 60s, was it? Yeah, yeah it was I mean, the was, 60s. Yeah, probably the 60s, um, who killed people and carved numbers onto their yeah. head. And his name was Charles Starkweather, and he was he played, played by, by, by Jake
2: Busey. Jake Busey. Well, no,
0: Starkweather was the guy that he was competing against, because he's like, I got more kills than Starkweather. Uh, Johnny Bartlett.
1: Johnny Bart, Bartlett, Bartlett. Was Bartlett, Jake Busey. name, yeah,
2: Bartlett.
0: And
1: Jake Busey would ca- carve numbers in their head, yeah. Yep. And he was like in a mental hospital. Yeah, he went on a rampage, and uh, he he like had this nurse that he that uh, it was a it was a young
2: girl, yeah, a, yeah, his girlfriend, like partner in crime.
1: But he was like the ringleader, or yeah, uh, you know, every he would like influenced her, right. And you almost feel like a Charles Manson kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. And so he gets executed through the electric chair. Right. Yep. Yeah. And she's still alive. And it was like that Patty Hearst type thing. Right. Like she was just a part of it, but she wasn't really a part yeah. of it. She was just getting brainwashed.
0: Yeah. yeah maybe a little Stockholm syndrome. Kind yeah.
1: Of thing. And
0: she's um, played by D Wallace. Yeah. D. Wallace
1: plays uh, the older version of this woman, the, the present day version. Yeah. And she's confined to uh, her home with her elderly, elderly mother. mother. Yeah and these murders are happening and Michael J Fox is trying to figure out what's going on meanwhile he's he's kind of falling for the, yeah, for the, the widow wife. for the widow yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the guy's getting kind of he's jealous <laughs> yeah ticked off um doesn't the wife? The wife has a good line too, where she says something about him being an asshole, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about yeah, that in the did. horror comedies. He did he a bitch. Or <laughs> yeah. He blew
0: all of uh, her money yeah. on a bad investment, and uh, and then he's telling Michael J. Fox like, "Hey, make just make something up," uh, and he just tells her the truth that like, he blew it on a bad investment. it's like, <laughs> just like him.
1: <laughs> um, well, come to find out that death is actually Johnny Bartlett, Yep, and he's going around killing all these people to increase his numbers. But, spoiler alert, our whole podcast is a spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) We always end up ruining movies for people. Sorry. Uh, You should just see these movies. Um, Patricia D. Wallace is actually the mastermind behind everything. Right. And she's the one who's been doing this. And they're like, "Are are they like kind of satanic or like... Doing it to it's kind
2: of a cult, uh, yeah. kind of cult vibe,
0: yeah. They're still in love, and like his ghost kind of feels her up, and yeah, you know. yeah. Um, really good special effects in this movie, I think, yeah. And she's carving, she's the one putting the initials in the forehead, uh, right? Because the widow finds uh, that's something we didn't really talk about, but uh, Michael J. Fox's wife, we later find out when she died, there was a 13 carved on her forehead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's this creepy uh, paranormal uh, agent, uh, who I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, oh, played, played by, by Jeffrey the Combs, Re-Ann, Re-Ann yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was he, like a Fed or something. Yeah, and he kind of thinks initially that Frank, he uh, thinks Michael J. J. Fox's, J. Fox's character did, right. had something to do with it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. It's this movie. I mean, it's kind of convoluted. The story, um, yeah, it well, all comes together as you watch it.
0: Yeah, so basically, Michael J. Fox determines, hey, in order to beat this guy, I, I need to have an out of body experience. Yeah. So the widow is a doctor, so they arrange for him to die, uh, but she puts him in a freezer and she's like, hey, in a little bit, I'm gonna revive you and bring you back. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he and she does, but she brings him back right as he's about to kill him. Yeah. So he's like, ah, shit. And, but that's when he finds out, like it's Johnny Bartlett who's doing all this stuff. Yep. Yeah, what's we thought was death is actually him. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, the federal agent uh, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does a really good job playing this like nutso right federal agent who like gets a little <laughs> too like into his work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He goes deeply un- deep undercover, and he's got like all these scars, and he's got like a swastika attached on, on his hand. His hand. Um yeah, and, it,
1: and a pentagram carved into his chest, and he's just—he's just kind of a unique character. And he's super yeah. quirky
0: and, cre- and just weird and creepy, and uh, probably one of my favorite characters in the yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, he does a
1: really—he does good a great job. job. Yeah, yeah. So they end up finding out that D. Wallace is behind it all, and there's a big confrontation at the end, and all's yeah. well that ends well. Yep. yeah. There's a huge battle in the graveyard. I really like this movie. Yeah, I think it works on many different levels. I think it works well as a horror movie. I think it works well as a comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of funny
0: lines. Yeah, do you like
1: when uh, the the guy uh,
0: before like when he dies? uh, Michael J. Fox takes him to his own funeral, and he's crying (laughs) at his
1: own funeral. He's like, "It's a
0: goddamn tragedy." (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, It at Peter Jackson, obviously one of our current great filmmakers. Um, he's made some great films: Bad Taste, yeah. Brain Dead, uh, Heavenly Creatures. Yeah. Before this, Frighteners, and obviously Lord of the Rings. Since, if I'm gonna rate this film, uh-huh. I'm gonna give it three and a half. Three hands. and a half. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I think it's a fun movie. Uh, I think it's just really good. Okay. Um, yeah. What about I you? I went Dave?
0: three. Um, I really like this movie as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, wh- one of the like my criticism of it and and I'm sure listeners feel free to fact check me if I'm <laughs> wrong on this. Uh, um, I, my understanding is that there was an issue where he, Peter Jackson was trying to make a PG-13 horror movie and it came back with an R rating and there wasn't time for him to go back and make it like more gory or, or violent uh-huh. uh, to really play up. So it's a pretty soft R-rated movie. So that'd be my criticism of it as I wish. I just yeah. wish he had more time because I think it could have been something more... Uh, had they made it, you know, a little bit more gory. If he they, knew he was going to get an yeah, r rating, and it probably humor. could have amped up the, some of the humor a little bit and probably put some, you know, f- some more gags that probably wouldn't have passed in a PG-13 film. Yeah. Um, but I think overall it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah it,
2: I, and I, it's one I come back to pretty regularly. I like it. Yeah, something worth mentioning, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, CGI and special effects used in this film, uh, but there was a little bit of practical... Uh, the um the legendary rick baker did the That's effects right. for the he judge he did some of the makeup right yeah he did the judge yeah. uh so uh there's a scene where the judge is missing his uh his abdomen area yeah. it's just like a skeleton you know so i thought that was pretty cool
0: do you remember when the judge uh totally Me too's a mummy <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> like in the, there's a scene in the um in the museum where, like, oh yeah! Where the, the, his ghost, like, I do remember. Guys are like making a like a mummy walk, and then he looks over and he sees a different like he sees a sarcophagus <laughs> or whatever. And he's like, "Oh man!" And he gets in there and he's like humping. Yeah. Her. Oh god. This I like it when they
1: lie <laughs> still like that. No, it's
2: this movie has. He's some, a predator. Yeah, he's a predator. <laughs> this movie has some great moments. Uh, there's a lot of funny parts. Um, it didn't pick up for me until about the middle of the movie. Early on, I was you know. I was kind of just waiting for something to play out or happen. Um,
0: And it kind of goes back and forth. Like it starts out kind of
2: horror and then it gets really funny and it's kind of a comedy. And then it ends, I think, more on a horror note. Yeah, about the halfway point when you start to realize what's going on, it picks up a little bit. gets a little more exciting. Um, I love the humor in this film. Uh, But yeah, it's about the halfway point it it picked up uh, early on. I was kind of just wondering. But uh, something I didn't like about this film was the, and I I love this guy and I love his music, but I thought that You don't like the Elfman score? Hold on. (laughs) I I thought the Danny Elfman score was just like overkill. Well... It was everywhere and it was so like... Yeah. And Danny
0: Elfman's got a style. Like it's very bombastic
2: and kind of... And you know, uh, like... I'll take Beetlejuice for example. Danny Elfman's score in Beetlejuice is awesome in just the right moments. It's used and it's very subtle. And I think, I feel like in The Frighteners, it's just
1: overkill. So like- Danny Elfman was interviewed yeah. regarding that and he's like listen i only have like two or three different personalities yeah. in my head <laughs> i don't have <laughs> 10 yeah and so when i score a movie like beetlejuice and then i score a movie like this they're kind of similar styles of movies they're comedy yeah. horror yeah. vein, yeah. so right. they're gonna sound similar you're thinking just the usage i'm not of it.
2: you know i'm not talking about similarities or uh
1: you just think the music was used too much i think it was too much yeah you know, so, I really and, liked
2: the
0: music. Um, this movie, uh, the music kind of reminded me of the, the score in um, The Adams Family. No, it's Mark Shaman. Not, I didn't
2: uh, have a you know, problem with the music. It was. How often? How often. Okay. And mm. how just. Yeah. It was very. I thought it was overkill a little bit. I love Danny Elfman, but I thought it was just overused in this movie. It was like, okay. And there's like, only a couple songs in the movie, but one thing I did like is uh, they
0: used. Um, Sonic Youth's cover of Superstar. Yeah. And I thought that was a, that was cool. Like, that's yeah. a great that's a great song.
2: Um the highlights for me of this film are the performances of D. Wallace and Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. They were the highlight
1: for me. They Jeffrey Combs their- definitely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. D. Wallace, to your point. She
2: was awesome in this. Does
1: great as that yeah, like
2: psychopathic I, I thought I I think they I could almost say that they stole the show. Yeah, that
0: was a good casting choice, too, because Dee Wallace, you
2: know, to that
0: point was kind of really known for being, you know, motherly type roles. So I think you naturally sympathize with her and you kind of buy into like she's a victim.
1: Uh, I will say this, though. Michael J. Fox does such a great job as playing like the straight man like he was a little quirky in this quirky yes yeah. he's a terrible he, driver yeah <laughs> he's a terrible he's, the he's got
2: parkinson's <laughs> Holy for fuck's shit. sake all right <laughs> every time he got in the car i was yeah. like oh my he god he was he was a great lead jeffrey that's, combs that's what G i'm Wallace. saying like like yeah.
1: you don't want michael j fox to steal this no yeah. you no. want the 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 um the seventies gangster guy. He does a really good job too. Really funny, funny lines. Yeah. yeah those the guys ghosts, were cool. Uh, John Aston yeah. and stuff, but if I want to get shot at. I've yeah. moved my ass to Los Angeles, <laughs> but um, D wall to D Jake Busey, Jake Busey I mean, was awesome. I He's really creepy. do yeah. love the casting. In yeah. This, this film.
2: was a great cast. You could see, you could see the talent in this film. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to give it three. I think it's solid. Yeah. So, we're so all I think pretty we're pretty all pretty on much page. on the same page. Yeah. yeah I, kind I of, mean, yeah. About halfway point, it picked up for me early on. I was just kind of figuring out, you know, what am I watching here? I
1: think the thing that made this movie not as successful, and this is why I said it could go in the underrated category. It could. Yeah. Is because it was marketed and Peter Jackson didn't like the way it was marketed. Yeah. Um, yeah. The movie poster, he didn't really like. Um, it was marketed as horror. Straight up horror, wasn't it? Yeah, and I I don't even think like I think it might have been competing with some other movies at the time that yeah, were coming right. out and
2: and uh, yeah. whatever however it was marketed it wasn't memorable for me because no. I'm, I'm thinking back and I remember how well Scream was marketed mm. yeah same and year right and I don't uh, remember how well Frighteners was marketed
1: did Scream come out in '96 '96, 96? Yep. yeah yeah so they came out in the same year Yeah, I think yeah. the Frighteners
0: came out first because I think uh, Scream came out towards the end of '96 I
1: believe yeah I think. and and I I really think that. The Frighteners You know Underrated Yes I think it's yeah. a really great film And I think people should watch it
0: I actually was going to pick this movie As my un- For our underrated episode yeah. And when you guys said You wanted to do it for The Ghosts episode I was Like sweet yeah. It's <laughs> definitely, it's definitely
2: A great movie to watch with friends too. I
0: heard that uh, Michael J. Fox They had to do a lot of cuts Because he kept calling the judge Doc Yeah
2: That's right <laughs> <laughs> Doc we <laughs> gotta go back Yeah That's funny Seven flashbacks
1: Um <laughs> Alright, so moving right along, we're we're gonna get into a more modern uh modern movie at Recent least. Recent years. <laughs> Recent years movie. Yeah. Well, was it 2015? Uh where are my notes. 2013, yeah. Two thousand thirteen, sorry. Oh. Um a little film called The Conjuring. Based on the case of uh well, I mean, it's a case that Ed and Lorraine Warren um, investigated uh, true life, ghost hunters, demonologists. Ed, Ed Warren was the only non-priest to be certified to do exorcisms. At hmm. least that's his claim to fame. That's cool. And Lorraine Warren uh, in real life is a, a psychic or a, a
0: medium or something. <laughs> yeah, a
1: medium. Um, this movie opens with the case of Annabelle. Do you guys know... You guys know about the true story uh-uh. about Annabelle? Yeah, no. it's a true story. Oh yeah. Um, well, I should say it's based on a true story. Yeah. Um, this Annabelle doll wasn't. Oh, it's right. It was a Raggedy Ann. It was right? a Raggedy Ann right. doll. Yes. Yeah. They modified it for yeah. the film. They modified it for the film, but yeah. it was a Raggedy Ann doll that uh, it pretty much follows in line with how the movie, how The Conjuring opens. Right. Um, the true life. Uh, version of this um it's a couple of nurses uh, nursing students who have had this doll and it started moving around on its own yeah and some shit started happening and they yeah. got freaked out this so was a them-
2: great introduction too yeah
1: and it, it's a good introduction to the characters of ed and lorraine warren played by patrick wilson and um uh, uh, vera vera uh, farmiga uh, yeah and they do a good job now the Warrens, just to touch on this real quick, they also wrote the book on the Amityville horror. Yes. They yeah. investigated that. Yep. Um, they did this story, The Conjuring. They also did the Annabelle, uh, There, which now there's a series of movies on the Annabelle um, franchise, if you will. So their stories are getting a little bit of publicity. Ed Warren is no longer alive. Um but Lorraine, I think, still is. I believe she recently passed away. She might picture. have passed away. Okay. I think she's dead. So. If you're still alive, I'm sorry. I said you're dead. She can talk to the dead, though. That's true. So she still has conversations with Ed. Yeah. Um, I wonder what happened to all their shit, though. They got, like, this room full of, like. Like a, yeah, uh, like a satanic treasure trove. Oh, man. I want, I want that Raggedy Ann doll. Okay, there's,
2: some, there's a lot of stuff in that there's room. There's
1: some cool I stuff.
0: Think. There was a, so much stuff in there. Like some of it, like there's like an ashtray or something or a, a vase. I'm like, I want to, I want to see a movie As, about that. Well, vase. and so yeah. they
1: when they when I first saw this movie uh, years ago and they showed all that stuff, I was like, they're totally setting this up that they could do oh, a yeah. fucking hundred movies. Yeah, and it's the story of this ashtray. Yeah, yeah you know, it's exactly. like Friday yeah. the Thirteenth the series. Yeah. if you yeah. remember that, where they <laughs> yeah. had like all the haunted objects. Yeah. yeah, and obviously they did with the Conjuring. Um, I don't know Is The Nun a spinoff of this It too? is It's
0: in that same Conjuring universe wow. Yeah
1: I've, I haven't seen that yet I haven't either
0: i it I'd didn't like it, it didn't look interesting to me So eh, I don't know But yeah you're right They could do so much like, yeah. yeah And they will Oh absolutely I can't <laughs> wait to find out about that Because there's fucking... already
1: been like Two Annabelle movies mm-hmm. I want to find out yeah. about and that There's a Conjuring 2 Is it there? Haunting
0: gra- haunted Gravy Boat or something Oh geez haunted Gravy Boat <laughs> There is a Conjuring Two. It Um, happened at Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: (sighs) Conjuring Two is actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. So uh, we open up with that. We meet these characters of Ed and Lorraine, and they're like doing uh, college speeches and lectures and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then we cut to a family, kind of a down and out, down on their luck family. They're moving into this old dilapidated farmhouse, and it's um. It's a husband and a 1971, wife. 1971. Uh, Ron Livingston. Yeah. Ron Livingston from, uh, thank you. office
2: space. Oh, swingers. That's right. yeah.
0: yeah, he's um, he's a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and his then wife. And they got what five kids? Like four or five daughters. Four daughters? Five. I think it's
1: five. Is so it Five, five? girls. Four or five. They got way too many kids. <laughs> a lot of yeah. kids. <laughs> and a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They move to this house and they're going in this uh, The wife is played by um, uh, Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor, thank mm-hmm. you. And uh, they move into this house and the dog won't come inside. Yeah, the dog's like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. So they end up locking the dog outside for the night. Oh, he'll be fine. Wake up the next morning, the dog's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And Lily Taylor's got bruises on her. Um, yeah. And
0: she thinks it's because they christened the house uh, the previous night. Yeah. Like, oh, knocking oh. boots. Yeah. You got me yeah. good. Yeah. what you like, do here an they, they continue to he's appear. He's
1: like, I didn't even fuck you. <laughs> Straight up the entity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the kids are feeling really cold in the house. Weird smells. Weird yeah. smells. Yeah. Like, Start, starts like, out. St- they're blaming yeah. each they're, other for it's farting. Like, Stop
3: farting. Yeah.
0: And starts out. Like, um, it's very subtle. Yeah. 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 And then if one of the girls uh, feels like somebody
1: pulls her leg. Yeah. yeah.
2: She thinks it's her sister, but yeah. it's yeah. not. Yeah.
1: They, they play this game, Hide and Clap, which I'd never... I'd uh, never heard of it, but... Me yeah. neither, but it's awesome.
2: <laughs> might be a regional thing. I don't it, know.
1: It might be. Yeah, um,
2: it's basically hide and seek bird box style.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they wear a blindfold and yeah. uh they'll it's say Kind of like Marco Polo. Yeah. yeah they'll yeah. say clap and they have to clap every time you say it, but they get 3 chances. Yeah. Yeah. Um which is a good use of that. I mean, who knows how true that is to the real story, yeah. but they use that well in this because it gives you oh, that yeah. they're they're in the dark and they're hearing just this yeah. clap. Yeah. 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 And that comes into play later when Lily Taylor plays with the daughter, but um, the girls are playing it and they discover uh, a secret room. Yeah. Well, a boarded up basement. Right. Yeah. And uh, Ron Livingston goes down there, and there's all this shit. There's like an old piano playing a, ton of a stuff. piano. There's yeah. like yeah. a ball uh a rubber ball yeah. that you know is going to get bounced it's gonna, like you get, see that, that you like going to do something <laughs> that right. ball's going to bounce on its own eventually yeah um all this shit there so he's like oh we'll we'll sort it out and we'll sell the stuff that yeah. maybe could be worth some money yeah um like i said lily taylor ends up playing hide and clap with one of the daughters and um she hears the clapping uh coming from uh like a bureau like a wardrobe yeah uh, Lion and the witch in the wardrobe She goes to <laughs> Narnia um, But uh, she goes and she thinks The daughter's in there Because she hears the clapping yeah. And there's nothing in there Yeah, The daughter's in another and room The daughter was like I wasn't in
2: this room You're yeah. nuts Yeah Ew, Creepy So they start to At this point of the movie They start to suspect things But they're not They're they're not sure well, they're One not of the, the objects s- they find In the basement too Is that music box Yeah They find a music box
1: Did I say the dog died? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry.
0: Hells <laughs> bells. Dogs
2: the dead.
1: Dog. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Then something happens in the middle of the night. Lily Taylor awakens and like all the she hears laughter. Yeah. Of kids laughing and then all the pictures on the wall fall off. fall off. Yeah. And she ends up going down to the basement and using a match to like light her way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she hears let's play hide and clap. And then like these hands come out next to her and they're all, yeah. (laughs) Yep. And the light goes out and it's like, fuck this. She screams. She gets locked in the basement. Yeah. The daughter, uh, the two daughters who are sharing a room, the one uh, gets pulled off of the bed. Yeah. Sees a demon sitting on the fucking top of the dresser. Yeah. Yeah right behind the other daughter who's standing there. Right. The youngest daughter's sleepwalking. And she's yeah. b- Like banging her head, right? Banging her head against the yeah. wall. The oldest daughter is just pissed off that she had to move.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I forget what order all this happens. It kind of all happens right around the yeah. same time. And like,
1: then Ron Livingston comes home and everybody's screaming and he's yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, just, it just all like, kind of crescendos into right. just this bullshit happening. Yeah. Um, so they call they contact the warrants. Yeah,
0: Lily Taylor goes to a lecture that they're giving, and they're kind of talking about the stages of haunting and how it starts yeah. with infestation and then moves to oppression, oppression. and then ultimately yeah. possession. Mm-hmm.
2: And at this point in their careers, uh, it seems like they're content with doing lectures. They get mm-hmm. contacted, you know, by people who believe oh, something's yes. happening was a great in their scene. house. And they they find themselves usually proving them wrong. Yeah, well, debunk, this is, debunking stuff. Yeah. Like,
1: this is just pipes. Yeah. and I think I think what that that adds to the validity of their character.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, these aren't shysters.
1: No, in that they're not Michael J. Fox Nigerian princes. Yeah. They are not. So initially, well, okay. initially <laughs> in the at, movie at least. At first,
2: they're not convinced by the wife's claims. You know, they they try to tell her at first, oh, well, it's gonna, you know, it's probably a pipe or this or that.
1: The other thing too to to mention here is that um, Ed is worried about Lorraine yeah. because Lorraine saw some shit, right? And she hasn't been the same. They have a little daughter now, and he's like,
0: yeah. And he even says at one point, like every time like we do this, it always it takes something away right. from her. And,
1: and so that's maybe why they're trying to step back. But he yeah. also can't help himself. That's, yeah, you know, things come up, and he's like, I'm going, and yeah. then she's like, I'm going with you. Yeah, because um, they're the dynamic duo.
0: Yeah, and I like that. It seems like it, the, ultimately he's a good man, and like he wants to help these people. And he's like, I, I, I got to do something. Like this, yeah. this is a family, and like if we don't do something, like something yeah. terrible is going to happen to him.
1: Yeah. Um, they also, while well, it's in my head, they also had a famous case called the Enfield Ghost. I think it happened in England. Yeah. So look into that if you get if you if you want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole. Type in Ed and Lorraine Is that what The um, Conjuring 2 is? Is that based off
0: that? Because that one does take place in England. Then
1: yes, it probably is. Is it a little girl? I can't remember. I believe It's been a while since I've seen that one. She like floats above a bed or some shit. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) um, (laughs) Get me out of here. (laughs) uh, So uh, they contact them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And they visit. And at first, nothing... I, I don't think anything really happens... But um, Ed and Lorraine have a conversation and she says, you know what? Like, she saw things in there.
1: Doesn't she see like she a sees... black spirit behind like three, yeah. three, yeah. three
2: she of them?
0: Sees, yeah. And she sees a ghost like hanging from the tree uh, outside the house. Right.
1: Yeah, because that's the story, right? The story is There's like a hanging tree, right? Yeah. The story is like there was a witch, like a, like like Salem witches or a some A witch shit?
2: sacrificed her child. Her child. To and Satan.
1: Then, and then hanged herself, right? Or did she get hung? There was a number of can't things remember. in yeah, that area some, that occurred. But the house was also built on like a witch's
2: grave? I can't remember if if that was the <laughs> case, but the land was cursed because yeah, 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 like yeah. a maid slit her wrists in another home and mm. uh, a little boy drowned. Like different things The witch happened. was
1: like, no one will have my property. Right. right. This property is cursed. Right. Yeah. And then they built the house on there. And she's cursing it.
2: Yeah. It was a cursed land for yep. sure. Yeah. Yeah. A and lot it, of cursing going on. And it went mm-hmm. back to <laughs> the uh, to, you know, <laughs> the witch trials. That's yeah. how far back it went.
1: Where did we say it? this was Rhode Island? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Because yeah, like, that's a, where they had witches. Yeah. It was Rhode Salem, Island. Salem. Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. New England. New England. Old England. Yeah. All the Englands. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, they bring
0: they bring in a crew, uh, yeah. you know, kind of similar to Poltergeist, where you know they set up cameras and stuff to try to capture, yeah, kind of what's going on. And they
2: have uh, law enforcement there too. The guy, the cop, they have a cop Yeah, there. the
0: cop. That's a guy from Fuller
2: House. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a comic comic <laughs> element. Yeah. werewolves. Fuller House. <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck <laughs> you're talking
1: about. <laughs> you know. I, I well, you when he
0: popped up. I was watching it the other night. I was like, Is that the Fuller House guy? It, it is. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> so stupid <You're> so stupid.
2: <laughs> i used to watch full house full, he's talking fuller house though yeah i've seen a few episodes. you
0: know after a couple scary movies sometimes you got a detox yeah. with uh you know some family friendly yeah nothing uh, wrong with that a, yeah the tanner family
1: yeah so they're setting up their equipment they're using like um cameras like infrared or some yeah. shit like that did they have that shit in 1971 they must have, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess
2: so. Yeah, like heat heat sensor. You know, I I I, I would imagine they
1: do. They're using like fucking Ghostbusters shit. Yeah, yeah, and they got the plasma, but they got the
2: cameras with the flash bulbs and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: So yeah, and the cameras it are go, the cameras start
0: going off, and it's because the daughter's sleepwalking, but they're like, that's not what. That's not. That's what's, not what's setting it off. There's yeah. something with
1: her. Yeah,
2: Oof-da. and we found out we find out it's a it's a little boy, a ghost, that's trying to lead her, to his hiding spot. Because yeah. through that that dresser, there's a uh
0: like a little secret passageway. Yeah.
2: yeah. And that's where the little boy hides. We we find out later. And he hides
1: from from the witch. <laughs> all,
0: so yep. basically what we learn is that the the curse is essentially that the, the the mother will become possessed and kill the child. That's the history. That's what happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so That's the whole that's the whole like uh, infestation yeah. oppression and possession so yeah. what the what the theory is is that they'll they'll weaken the mm-hmm. people until they're vulnerable enough yeah. that they can possess them and that's what yep. the Annabelle thing was as well going back to the beginning of the movie was that the there wasn't a little girl it was a demon yeah
0: and slowly wearing you down
1: until yeah. you're vulnerable enough that the demon can possess and I'm gonna you. get inside you. yeah yeah yeah. Inside <laughs> <of> <laughs> you, so, <inside laughs> of you. wear you down until I can get inside of you. Story. That's how I got married. Uh, infestation, oppression, possession. Yeah. So they're like, we
0: need to get an exorcist out here. Um. So they have the family leave. Uh. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. when
2: something happens <laughs> first. Yeah. What they? Um. I forgot. So they're staying at the house. Yeah. Because it yeah. nothing's too extreme at this point. So the wife goes and takes a nap, and then something happens to her, and she gets possessed. Yeah. So, but we,
0: uh, but they, the, the Warrens, I don't think know it yet. They don't know it yet. Yeah.
2: But we know it. So they leave.
0: They, <laughs> they leave the house, uh, but then the mother kidnaps a couple of the kids and takes them back to the house, and then that's when they're like, "Oh my God, she's gonna, she's gonna kill those she's kids." Kill. Yeah.
1: And then they have to do an exorcism. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Um, they exorcise her? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Ed Warren, uh, he has to perform the exorcism himself. He's capable of it, but he's, he's hesitant. Yeah. Because
1: of what happened the last time right. he did it, and right. his wife got saw some shit that she can't unsee. Yeah. yeah. And so...
2: So it starts having an effect on on their daughter yes. because of the locket. The spirit picks up on the uh, significance of of the locket because they the daughter gives... Uh, Mrs. Warren a gift It's a photo of her And then she has a photo of her parents mm-hmm. And she loses the locket Inside the house Spirit picks up on it starts affecting their daughter And yeah. it's actually
0: the same locket that's in George J. Romero's uh, coffin Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> With a picture of David picture inside me. of it yeah. <laughs> So basically fast forward uh, They perform the exorcism Some really cool effects uh, you know, The chair levitates, like she yeah. spits up blood um, but she gets away. Yeah. Uh, there's a chase. Uh, they're chasing her all through the house. Um, but it, they they're able to. Yeah. She almost complete kills her. the exorcism, and the the demon comes out. I think she like barfs the demon out. Yeah. Basically,
2: she almost kills her daughter too. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty intense.
1: And this, the director of this movie, actually, he's he directed Aquaman. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. James Wan. Mm-hmm. James Wan. Yeah. He's done he's done a few good flicks actually. mm Hmm um you saw yeah he did the first saw uh yeah i I like this movie yeah i think it's a good flick i think it's um scary i do think this is a scary film yeah um yeah this movie
0: creeped me out like and it still kind of gives me the willies yeah it it's
1: not the scariest uh ghost movie i've seen um the the ones that I find scariest we'll do on a on a later episode uh, covering a different genre of the of the film yeah of films but um, this one was up there and I'll tell you what Annabelle um, I believe it was Annabelle two I was watching. I tur- I had to turn it off. Oh really? <laughs> My wife and I had to turn it off. Wow. Um, cuz it would got it got to us a little too much and and I think <laughs> I think that was the movie I was like it's okay if you need us to turn it off, you know, if yeah. you're too scared. And I was like prideful because yeah, like, uh, I and I Definitely like can we can we go? Yeah. Um this movie I'm going to give 3. 3. Okay. Three heads too. I think it's worthwhile to watch. Um I I probably could be talked up a little bit more. Um but I'm going to give it 3.
2: Okay, Dave, what about you?
1: I'm giving out high scores today. um I gave this four
0: and a half, okay Wow,, I think it's creepy, uh, I think it's well acted, it's well cast uh, there's cool visuals um but it's uh it's a little derivative. it reminds me of it's kind of a combination of the Exorcist and poltergeist it's It's things that we've seen before, um but done really, really well and the acting, yeah, the acting's
1: great, yeah. We already blew Patrick Wilson enough in uh, yeah, our bone tomahawk. bone tomahawk episode. Yeah, he was awesome in that. Yeah, He's really good in this, too. Uh, yeah.
2: Dave, I'm with you. I give it four and a half. Wow. Um, I watched this movie on a laptop with headphones, and I jumped a number of times, to be honest. <laughs> it's
1: scary. It is. There's,
2: there's really good scares in this. Yeah. Um, the score is really effective too, the but it's not overly it's, melodic or anything. It's just It's eerie. very minimalist. Of, and there's a lot of tension. It's very minimalist. They did the score perfectly. It was very subtle. Uh, the characters, all the acting was very well done, uh, especially the wife uh, of the family. Um, Lily Tyler, yeah, yeah, Lily. Uh, she was fantastic. and And I don't mind that it was a combination of like Poltergeist and Exorcist. I take this over Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, this, this is probably one of my favorite haunted house movies. Yeah. One of mine Um, as well. And it's, had you ever seen it before? I had never seen it before. And you know, I, I, like I said, I watched it on a laptop screen with headphones in a dark room and by yourself. Yeah, of course. And, and, you know, just watching it, it, it lasted with me. And, and when it was all done, I was, all I could think about was that movie. And yeah,
0: and I like the way it ends too, like where it has like photos of the actual family. It shows you. Yeah, and the and, music's uh, real eerie. And there's a
2: quote too. It's, it says something like the devil is real God is real like it oh yeah and you got to choose like which side you're on or yeah something, like, something that. like that and it was just like it was very chilling it had very chilling six, moments six, six. yeah I'm um, in the I really wanted I really wanted to give it five but there's a moment where it kind of lets up where you have the investigators come in and it, it the tension kind of lets up just a little bit um you know but at, at the same time it's it, it's kind of an intermission of sorts. Where it's kind of like a little break, you know, yeah. and, and it goes back into it. Yeah.
1: So here's my question to you guys. Do you believe in ghosts? No.
0: Yes. Um, I did. Uh, but I also think most, I, I think everything can be explained. Uh, even the unexplained, there's usually something. And even in this movie, like when they talk about like pipes and stuff like that, uh, you know, sometimes noises can be things like that. I remember one time as a kid, I thought my house was haunted. Because uh, at night I would constantly hear this weird sound that almost sounded like a child, like a ah, okay, mm-hmm. kind of sound. And I heard it all the time, and it would scare the shit out of me. And yeah. I finally just figured out that because I saw, I looked through the window and I saw one of them. I just had a bunch of horny cats in my
2: neighborhood, and yeah. they were like in heat, and they were making cat call yeah. noises. So uh, I
0: think ninety-nine percent of ghost stuff can be attributed to cats.
2: I, I think it's more than just horny cats. Very horny. I think it's more than just ghosts. You know, I think you know, their spirits. Um, I think I, I lived in a house, my late grandfather's house. Um, things did occur. Things happened to my cousins. Things happened to me. Um, my ex-girlfriend experienced something. Uh, and th- this was when my grandfather was still alive and then things happened after he had passed on. And I don't think it was him, but, uh, there's things that have occurred, both I would say minor, and then maybe a couple of major things.
1: Mm, creepy. Yeah. Give us a major thing. Uh, okay. Give us a, tell us a ghost story. So hold on, let me turn the put a out. flashlight under your <laughs> chin and I don't light know, your face up. I'm I don't know if we're good motion. on time. We're but, fine.
2: Um, so I moved. I grew up in Yuma, and uh, we moved, <gasps> yeah Man, yeah scared me. <laughs> yeah. That's like the <laughs> southwest corner of Arizona. <laughs> yeah. It's very small town. It's you remember, a, it's close
1: if, to a border town. If anybody has ever seen Return of the Jedi, oh yeah, where yeah. they yeah, I think we where, talked about this. Right? Where yeah, they yeah. had the desert skiff. Yeah, scene at the beginning. that's what Yuma looks like. But I mean, it was filmed. In it Yuma. wasn't.
2: Yeah, Yuma. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I we had moved away. I moved back to Arizona. I moved to Phoenix in two thousand six. And uh, I was living in my grandfather's house at the time. In Phoenix? Yes. And in Tempe, specifically. Okay. So uh, this is an old neighborhood. I think it dates back to the 50s. Uh, this neighborhood's still there. It's a historical district. And uh, I was working at a grocery store uh, in 2007. And I was a uh, overnight worker. So um, I would come home in the morning, sleep all day, go back to work at night. I was doing this for that year. And there was... There were some days where I would sleep and then wake up in the middle of the day, you know, and just you know, I had the day off because I worked at night. And uh, there was one day in particular where uh, I was laying in bed, and the uh, the light was coming through the room, but it was it was majority darkness. It it you know it was just enough light to where I could sleep, but I would also wake up sometimes. And there was there was one day where. Uh, I was laying in bed on my back, and I was waking up, and I couldn't move. Uh, it, I couldn't move anything. I I was it was almost like I was paralyzed, and I, I just I was I was scared. I was like, "What's going on?" And I was just waking up, and I was trying to get out of bed, but I couldn't. And above my bed, and, and I'll keep in mind this room is is. It's not dark enough to where it's black, but there's a little bit of light coming in, so it's it's just lit where you can see everything in the room. And I noticed on my ceiling was like a black mass, and it was laughing. And it was it was the most evil sounding laugh. Like I was scared. Like I was like, what the hell? Like it was I I don't I don't even want to replicate it, but it was just like a very deep laugh. And I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything, and this was for about a good twenty or thirty seconds. This lasted. And the laughter, the the whole experience, the laughter. I don't remember if it lasted that. Were you? Of time. Were
1: you? Do you sleep nude? Was it laughing at the size of your penis? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> did it point? No. Uh, I I, I sleep clothed, but uh, no. I just I just
2: remember. Just not being able to move and just finally just like shaking like, uh like, and then it was gone, the whole thing was gone, the, the, it all ended, and I was just like, "What the hell? that? Yeah, so that was a major thing that happened. Um, some other things that occurred. It was uh, a cat. Yeah, it was, it was a cat. A, it was a
1: horny cat, <laughs> yeah, sitting above you. Um, with a deep
2: laugh my My cousin who was living there uh before I had moved back to the area. Um, he experienced things that would happen. He would go into the kitchen, and there was a, an empty soda can. He turned on the light into the kitchen. He walked in, and there's a soda can spinning on the floor, and it stopped when when he turned on the light. It stopped spinning. Like That's he's creepy. Yeah, um, who puts
0: an empty soda can on the floor? Throw that away. Re- recycle.
2: There, there was a time where I was living with my grandfather there when he was still alive. This was probably 06, um, where I was in one bedroom, and he was in the other, and I heard what sounded like an empty plastic bottle hit the floor. It makes the bunk, bong, bong, sound yeah. of hitting the floor, and I was like, what the hell? I go in there? Nothing there. Um, uh, my girlfriend at the time, when we were living there in- That was Pipes. Yeah, pipes. These cats banging on pipes. Yeah. Uh, we were living there. I think in I think it was 2010. I'm I'm kind of cloudy on these years, but uh, she claims to have seen a uh, an apparition, like a black mass, like what I saw right. years earlier. Um. Also, that I said
1: I said one story, Ellen. But <laughs> well, one one
2: <laughs> one more, and this and this one had a number of witnesses. Um, at, at the same time, my girlfriend and I were were living there. She was a dispatcher for a tow company, and she was at work. Uh, my cousins were visiting in town, so uh, my younger cousin Andrea and my my older cousin Fred, we were sitting around watching TV. And my girlfriend and I had two Boston Terrier dogs at the time, and one of them was 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 sitting. Those on, were cats. Yeah, <laughs> one of them was sitting on the on the pillow bed. And we were watching TV and we had these potted plants with leaves about the size of your hand. If you put out your hand, it's like leaves like that size. And um, the dog was laying on the bed. We were watching TV and the potted plants next to the TV. All of us witnessed one of the leaves move like somebody had grabbed it and yeah. let go and it bounced back like significantly. And the dog lifted its head and was just staring at the plant, and we all saw it happen.
0: And the dog looked at you and was like, "Y'all see that?" And you're like, "Oh my god!" We all saw
2: it. And dog we're just and dog. like, and keep in mind, there <laughs> we're, were going to n- make so much money out
0: there, <laughs> fucking
1: dog. <laughs> the dog started laughing. There were no fans. Cha-ching.
2: There was no airflow. There was no. There was nothing of any kind of air movement. It's like somebody took that leaf, stretched it out, and released it, and it moved for like a good few seconds. And the dog picked up on it. The dog would go in the hallway and growl all the time, too. Oh, that's creepy. And we, yeah, all the time that dog would I've always found that
0: weird, like, when dogs are, like,
2: barking at the wall. or. They pick up on it. Yeah, you're like, don't do that. You're giving me the creeps. Yeah, we, you know, she and I would be in the living room watching TV. That's another thing. The dog would go in the living room or into the hallway and just growl. Yeah. So a number of things occurred. And there's no need to relish it. There's no need to exaggerate or even make yeah. it up. Because I, I no, have, like
1: I said before, when when we were kind of briefly talking about this, I would never deny anybody their truth. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe. Yeah. I haven't seen the stuff that you've seen, and that's and that's fine. You know, there's. But I also haven't seen China.
2: I mean, it's all yeah. And I believe that true. exists. It's all <laughs> it's all based on experience.
1: It is. Um, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. Um, that's why I necessarily don't always find these movies scary. However, there is some shit in these movies that, um, jump out. Yeah, uh, Conjuring has a good lot of mm-hmm. jump scares to For it. Yeah. Sure. Um, and there's a there's a few more like that. And I, you know, the unknown, what we don't know, is always fucking creepy. That's yeah. what's
2: great about this movie in particular. Is uh, you know until it picks up. Well, the, the the whole movie has really good pacing, mm-hmm. but early on when you don't know what's going on and like you said, a fear of the unknown. Yep. Those are some of the best scares.
1: Even if it's just a cat. Yeah. In the in the backyard that's horny mm-hmm. or if it's a demon laughing at the size of your penis. <laughs> it's all it can all be scary in its yeah, own right. Exactly. Yeah. Um if you have any favorite ghost horror movies or any ghost stories of your own that you'd like to share with us you can contact us where can they contact us you can email us at
0: swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com you can go to our website theswearwolves.com you can interact with us on twitter where we are the swearwolves we're also the swearwolves on facebook and we're also on instagram as the swearwolves podcast all one word all right for the swearwolves this
2: week i'm brett i'm david i'm alan
1: Do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. I do it. <laughs>
2: do it. Do believe in spooks. <laughs> But Dro- oh, drop dead Fred, drop dead Fred with Phoebe Cates, dude. Wait that- a second. is Fred a ghost? Yeah. I thought he was just an, oh, he's an imaginary, Fr- was he imaginary. he imaginary, he's not a ghost. Uh-uh. Oh, okay, uh. that's right. Still fun though. <laughs> um, we'll just pretend that he's a ghost. <laughs>